I'm Effie Parks. Welcome to Once Upon a Jane, the podcast. This is a place I created for us to connect and share the stories of our not-so-typical lives. Raising kids who are born with rare genetic syndromes and other types of disabilities can feel pretty isolating. What I know for sure is that when we can hear the triumphs and challenges from others who get it, we can find a lot more laughter, a lot more hope, and feel a lot less alone. I believe there are some magical healing powers that can happen for all of us through sharing our stories, and I'll take all the help I can get. Once Upon a Gene is proud to be part of Bloodstream Media. Living in a family affected by rare and chronic illness can be isolating, and sometimes the best medicine is connecting to the voices of people who share your experience. This is why Bloodstream Media produces podcasts, blogs, and other forms of content for patients, families, and clinicians impacted by rare and chronic diseases. Visit bloodstreammedia.com to learn more. Hi there, and welcome to the show. Once a month, I release this extra special episode in a series I call A Rare Collection. It features a few people from the rare disease community, each telling a true story with the same theme. I'm super excited to present the 23rd episode in the storytelling series. I've always been moved by storytelling, and I believe there is so much power in them for both the listener and the storyteller. I'm the luckiest podcaster ever in that this is what I get to do for fun, passion, and purpose. The theme for today's episode is wishing well, and the storytellers have the utmost freedom to be creative and to take the theme wherever their heart desires. The three storytellers today are all patient advocates working in industry. They're amazing partners, and I've seen them all in action. In fact, I call them my friends. Here's a story from Wendy Erler. Hi, my name is Wendy, and I have the privilege of working in patient advocacy in rare disease communities. I say it's my privilege because when I think about the work I am able to do, it all ties back to people, to individuals who have come into my life and impacted me way more than I have ever been able to impact them, and people who have opened their hearts and minds to me shared their most vulnerable moments, fears, and wishes. And I'm so honored to be able to tell some of those stories and to really advocate on their behalf. A wishing well is a term from European folklore that describes wells where it was thought that any spoken wish would be granted. The idea that a wish would be granted came from the notion that water housed deities or had been placed there as a gift from the gods. Over the last 20 years that I've worked in rare diseases, I've been immersed in rigorous science, clinical research, lots of important big data, and surrounded by exceedingly smart people driven to help patients and find treatments for the rarest of rare disease. But it is the families, the moms and dads, brothers and sisters, who have taught me the most, fueled my passion to do more, and driven me to champion their voices every day. I often ask people in the community as I'm getting to know them, what do you wish for? The answers stop me in my tracks every single time. Years ago, a beautiful 11-year-old boy who had lost his ability to walk due to living with Duchenne muscular dystrophy said to me, I want to keep the ability to hold a spoon and feed myself so my mom can eat her own dinner. An amazing rock star dad said to me, I want my sweet little girl to be happy and free for as long as she lives. This disease will not chain her to a bed. 
will not confine her to a hospital. We will be living in a field of daffodils together and be free. She will never say words, but she speaks volumes. It's these stories and these tender moments that really make me think about how wishes and wants and dreams in the world of rare disease can mean so many different things. The power of wishing and hoping is so fundamental and joyful in the rare disease community. No moment is too small. Nothing is taken for granted. We can all learn from these families who handle adversity and fear with boundless optimism and drive. Resilience is a word that we're all familiar with, and it's a popular topic these days within mental health and psychology. The positive outcomes that come with resilience and having practiced resilience is really led researchers to explore what thoughts, behaviors, and actions make someone resilient. There are many definitions, and the attempt to capture the essence of resilience is really hard to quantify, but it's sort of kind of summarized in thinking about the ability to strive and keep going. We all face challenges, everybody does in their life, but in the rare disease community, the challenges are often huge and big. And when we stop and think about what are the true wishes for these kiddos when they're family members, what they want is what matters. In the magic wishing well for rare diseases, I wish for a straightforward path to an accurate and fast diagnosis, a support network for caregivers that ensures their energy reserves are built up and for all rare disease families to find compassion and care. And I wish for magic beans that make all of these rare genetic diseases go away. I wish for society to be more compassionate toward one another, especially around rare disease. While I can never fully understand what someone is experiencing with their rare disease condition, I practice every day to be compassionate and kind and listen and truly understand what are your wishes. Here's a story from Tom D'Amato. When I think of a wishing well, I picture myself as a young child standing in front of a well, flipping a penny into it, wishing for a superpower like invisibility or the ability to fly. Those are fun dreams to think about as a kid, but in the rare community, I want to talk today about something I've been able to realize, something I've been able to discover through this journey. My name is Tom D'Amato, and I work in patient advocacy at Horizon Therapeutics. I'm also a rare dad to my 13-year-old son named Brody, who lives with a rare periodic fever syndrome. The rare journey is filled with confusion, anger, isolation, fear, countless visits to the doctor, labs, imaging, hospital visits, a lot of shrugs from doctors, a lot of isolation, denial from family, a lot of pain. Through that time, I lived some of the darkest days of my life, my family's life. But now that we've been able to realize the unique situation where we've been able to get past Brody's disease because it's something that he was able to grow out of mostly. And I found through many years of therapy, through working in the rare disease community, 
that it's all in how you react and respond to those emotions, to those hard times. You feel so out of control during what I like to call emergency mode, but there's a beauty in it. And the beauty is the one thing you can control is how you react, how you care for yourself, your child, your spouse. I wish to never forget. And I consider a gift to give myself, my family, my children, the rare disease community. The gift would be to, to never forget the beauty that comes out of this journey, the support that's out there in the rare disease community. We're faced with so much unknown, so much pain, so much fear, and so much suffering in the rare journey. Yet this journey has given us more than we may have been able to experience without it. We also have amazing triumph, strength, wisdom, and you learn the unrelenting pursuit of a better life for your child. So as I stand in front of that well, and I reflect on what I would wish for myself, my family, the rare disease community, it's to embrace the wisdom, the strength, and the happiness that comes out of this journey. When your child is diagnosed with a rare disease, your doctor tells you about the disease, tells you about the complications, Hopefully there's a treatment, but unlikely. But what they don't tell you is that you've just been enrolled in this amazing ecosystem we call the rare disease community, full of support, love, connection, and community. And we're lucky to have it. So I wish uh, for all of you to feel that wisdom and that love and that support that I feel every day in this job that I get to do. When I reflect on the time since I've been enrolled in the rare disease community, just over about 12 years, I didn't ask for it, but it's been a gift. It's given me so much strength and wisdom that I've been able to carry into my work. And I get to work with people every day whose goal is to change the world and make an impact. And so for all of you, I wish you wisdom and strength and a smile on your face. Here's a story from Sophia Cacciatore. I have hands down the best job in the world. A lot of people say this, which all in all is how you want the world to feel about the work that they do. But in my case, it's especially true. Every day when I go to work, I get to meet the most incredible people with some of the fiercest minds and hearts. And the best part is I get to try to find ways to build bridges and break down walls in order to make a little magic. Usually when someone asks what my role is, I say a translator or connector. But in reality, if I'm doing my job as an advocate well, it's a trust earner and a space maker. I used to think as someone without children of my own yet, or a family member with a rare disease, I wouldn't ever be able to do the job justice or support families in the way that they deserved. There are certainly some days that that still feels true. But I've been met with such an incredibly accepting and warm embrace from the rare disease community that I'll never stop trying to live up to that expectation. Since starting this role, the last three years have showed me that there's not a more diverse group of people coming together. That's one of the unfortunate truths of rare diseases. It doesn't really care who you are, where you live, or what you do. But everyone out there is fighting to make their loved ones' lives as incredible as possible. 
then to me, there's not a single stronger unifier. You need the different backgrounds, the perspectives and the knowledge to build on each other and answer those questions in order to develop the right medicines to create that magic for these kiddos. These are the people that make up the villages many have had to build out of necessity. Necessity to move science, to move mountains, the moon, and especially so that other families know that they're not alone. There are families, and they're the ones to tell you what's important. They're the heartbeat. They're there to tell you what things really look like and how life really works. The myriad of clinicians to provide care with empathy and curiosity. The researchers to turn science fiction into reality. Most days it feels like we're living in some Marvel movie. The teachers and therapists who feel more like family members than sometimes the ones you're born into. And then the supporters and the advocates to help make sure voices are being heard, even when you can't be in the room because you're doing one of the other thousand things you need to do during the day or just need to take a well-deserved minute, especially when life hits you hard. A few weeks ago, I was reminded of this. I sat with a friend and her son where we talked about past lives and dreams of yore, celebrating achieving inches instead of milestones, and being inspired by the impact of what orchestrated voices can do, but how sometimes it felt a little bit more like herding kittens. All the while, she and her husband took turns cleaning his feeding tube, giving him medicine, stretching his legs, with no shortage of kisses and scattered throughout it. It was like watching a well-choreographed dance of precisely timed intricate movements. They made it look effortless, no doubt from all the years of practice. Something that had been so second nature to them, a normal that feels familiar to many families, are the parts of life I'm honored to be included in. Even more so to be trusted to echo the urgency and needs to industry members when they're not able to be there. This might be a product of growing up two hours away from Disney, but my mind couldn't help wander to Snow White singing in the wishing well. She tells the doves, all you have to do is make a wish into the wishing well. If you hear it echoing, your wish will soon come true. And while the New York City pigeons on my windowsill are a far cry from doves, and I wish it was as simple for families to have all of their wishes granted by a magic well, I promise to always be an echoing voice. I will echo it, echo all of your wishes, until they roar so loudly the world has no other choice but to answer. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. If you like what you hear, Please share this show with your people and please make sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with me and stay updated on the show. If you're interested in sharing your story or if you have anything you would like to contribute, please submit it to my website at effieparks.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting me along the way. I appreciate you all so much. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you need a little pick-me-up, Ford's got you. <laughs>